Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 22 of the Classic Pinball Podcast. My name is George, and in this episode, Dave drives the bus solo and interviews newly crowned world champion Eric Stone with his win at the Open held in Banning, California. California, you're going to such a winner's day. We got uh, Eric Stone here speaking of California and LA. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you have some uh, some news out there. I heard you did uh, did pretty well. Yeah, you know, you always taught me when you first, you know, you always told me when you first met me that I could be a world champion, and I always told you you were crazy. But uh, it looks like your prophecy came to pass in, in Southern California. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, I, I heard you did uh, bonkers in uh, Classics 1, uh, number 1, or in Classics 2, you got 2, is that how it went, and then... Um, the other way. Okay. Uh, classics, classics 1, I came in second, and uh, I guess I corrected some things, and Classics 2, I came in first. Wow, nice. Yeah, I remember like a couple of, I forget how long ago was this, but I was... Uh, Remember, I kept seeing these uh, Pinberg championships and and Papa championships, and it was like twenty grand for first prize, and and you were we were playing together at different pinball things, and at my house and up at Fun Spot, and you were like kicking ass, and every time I'd try to antagonize you and get your goat, and it's like, oh, you can't beat my score, right? Knowing full well you could, but I like to you know just try to piss you off enough that you'd come after me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I saw you with these mad skills, and I go, Eric. You can, all these guys. I've seen them play. You are at least as good as these guys. It's like you gotta, you gotta go up against them. There's a lot of big money in hand. And you said, you were saying, no, 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 the time, or, or no, you didn't, you didn't think you were worthy of it. And I kept saying, no, you gotta go. So I don't know. At some point, you, you finally uh, took what I said to heart, or realized it, or whatever. But what made you actually finally go after all, all these? these records and go after these guys and, and start playing professionally? What actually made you finally um, do that? Well, you know, because when I worked at CBS and, you know, they laid me off, I kind of didn't have anything to do, right? And uh, I, I thought it would be a good time to maybe see how good I really was at pinball and, uh, you know, start uh, competing. Nice. Very nice. And uh, th this time around, I mean, you were up against some heavy hitters, Keith Elwin, um, who I think Trent was out there as well. What what other what are the people you were up against up, up in the, the uh, big the big tournament? Well, Raymond Raymond Davidson, previous uh, number one player in the world. Um, Colin McElpine, who won uh, Pinberger a few years ago. Uh, Colin Urban, who is an upcoming player. He's I don't even know if he's eighteen yet. Uh, he wound up winning last year in disc uh, before it was the world championship and uh boy i mean the, the, the list goes on um jared august is a really good player there was there were so many players escher and adam lefkoff um and you know among many others so what was it so walk me through i mean you you were you go went through classics one and uh and how was that competition like what would, walk me through how that went one, and you know, this is all in the ticket system. So basically, um, you know, you played four games, and all four games had to be pretty good in order to qualify. And my first set of four games uh, were fair, but my second set of four games, I put up two number one scores back to back on Black Pyramid and Wizard. And I qualified first. And the, the real hard part about the finals was that you couldn't pick the same game twice in the, in the entire final. And that made it really difficult because there were a few games I was real good at, and I wanted to save those picks until I was down and out. Um, 
So uh, I did pretty well. Uh, another great competitor, Kaylee George, which I think everyone knows who he is, uh, he was in my last couple of rounds. So the final round, I exhausted all my really good picks. Um, the games that I was, you know, was really excelling at, Wizard, Black Pyramid, uh, Jungle Queen. Uh, and so um, I, I think I deferred the first. I can't remember if I deferred the first pick or whatever. Uh, but I had a horrible first game, and I didn't have a good second game either. So I actually had two zeros. And uh, Kaylee had eight. Joe Lemire had four. <clears throat> Somebody else had two, and I had zero. So I thought, well, if I can beat the two, and you know, I might be able to at least take third place. So uh, Bob Matthews, who was uh, running the tournament, he comes up to me and he says, Hey, Eric. If you finish in first and Kaylee George finishes in second, uh, Joe Lemire finishes in last, then there's a way you could be tied for second. So naturally, I wanted to, you know, try to force that tie. And uh, I played Frontier and I wound up winning. And Kaylee came in second and Joe Lemire came in fourth. Okay. So that put a, a tiebreaker between Joe and I. And I picked Comet because I had that song in my head all day. The, 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 the theme music there of Comet and I wound up uh, he had a couple unlucky house balls uh, I had a pretty good first ball and I wound up winning so I came back from you know looking like I was going to come in fourth to come in second so now, that's how the first day went now why do you have Comet in your head all day why was that for again why you had Comet music in your head I really don't know I mean maybe it was uh, maybe it was just God telling me to pick that as the last game mm-hmm. and so the, the, the song just stuck in my head Oh, okay. And, uh, you know, I, nice. I listened to it and I picked it, and, and it worked out. A little Holy Spirit inspired thing going on there. Very nice. Like it. <laughs> Could be. Yep. You never know. Like it. Very cool. And so then you got so um, classics two. How did that yep. go? So, well, um, because the lines were so long, you could only get two or maybe three tickets in, and so I thought, all right, well, if I have a bad game then I'm just going to kill the game, you know, kill the whole card and, and forfeit, you know, avoid it, not forfeit. Well, I played six bad games in a row Saturday. And I, I avoided all those tickets. And the seventh one, I played OXO, which is maybe my new favorite game because I really like that game. Uh, I put up two hundred twelve thousand on it, which was the number one score. Is that about I just getting you're getting you're getting tic tac toe? You're trying to make O's and X's across the board, kind of thing. Is that how the game goes? Or? Right, and, and then your your saucer's light for five thousand, and you can hit the saucer, and it kicks it right back to your flipper. So you can either let it bounce over, or you can catch it. And I just kept doing that over and over again. So, um, and then I went to play Black Pyramid. I didn't have a good game on it, but I played Wizard, and I had a number one score. So I said, okay, I'm going to play Jungle Queen. Uh, I think, you know, if, if I get about 90000 I'd have a good qualifying ticket. And I got, a, I think I got 111000 So that actually put me in first qualifying. But overall, I was in fourth. So um, once again, you know, we go through the top 32. And I struggled the first couple of rounds. I had to exhaust my my favorite picks. And another thing is Black Pyramid went down. The right flipper got stuck. So um, that game was out. And here I'm thinking, oh boy, here here we go again. You know, a game that I like is out. So there goes my day. And I think I was telling George that as well. <laughs> and lo and behold, you know, I make it to the, the final four and Kaylee George is in my group again. And I think, boy, <clears throat> you know, hopefully I can beat him this time. Well, we played a game of Ali, and of course I always think about your Ali that I oh, played down Oh, Ali, great game, yeah. I, I didn't get the $2.9 million I did at your house. Okay. Um, extra balls extra balls were off. Uh, but I did get, I want to say, at least 400000 And I, you know, I wound up winning the game. So then I picked uh, Flash, because I hadn't played that game yet. I got almost 400000 on Flash, but Kaylee George winds up beating me. So it was, I believe it was six six two zero, and Kaylee and I had the sixes. So the final game, what do I pick? Pick the same thing. I pick Comet again. 
and it, it came down to the last ball. I needed uh, a couple hundred thousand. No, I needed about 150,000. I, I, I had one number lit up top to light my five times play field. And I knew if I lit the five times play field and I shot the, I don't even know what you call it, the three circles, um, even if I got the lower one at 20,000, it would give me 100,000 and I'd wind up winning. Comet was set up really tough because the gate was gone. They pulled it out. The gate on the lower left. So you had to be very, very careful on how you caught balls and transferred balls. Um, I did miss the shot, and I took a chance. As the ball was coming back to my right flipper, I took a chance, and I let it bounce to my left flipper. I gave the, the game a little nudge, and it did bounce over. Then I took a pot shot, and I nailed it, and that's how I wound up winning Classics too. And so give me some of the titles, like that, um, like for, for Classic Stern and Classic Bally's, because that's pretty much what I'd be into playing. What, uh, do you remember the titles at the top of your head, what you played for those? Yeah, um, I played Comet. Um, That's a Williams. Frontier. Count. <laughs> Frontier. Yeah. Uh, Jungle Jungle Queen. Uh, Black Pyramid. Uh, Ali. Wizard. Uh, Catacomb was in there. Um, Flash. Uh, OXO. Uh, Dolly Parton was in there. Mm. A game called Cosmic Princess was in there. Okay. Um, you don't see that I game too up, often. Yeah. I wound up with a million. Actually, the final round, my second game was Cosmic Princess, and I wound up with like a million five. Uh, I rolled it, and that's what got me. So Flash was the first game, and Kaylee beat me 400,000, like 380. And then Cosmic Princess was the second game, and I demolished it with a million and a half. Nobody was even close. And that's where we were at the tiebreaker, 6-6, six, 2-0. Six, um, and then Comet was the final game. And so this is your first time playing Cosmic Princess. I'm sure other people might not have played that game either, right? It's kind of a rare game. Yep. Yep. Uh, I think I had one game on it before that, and I didn't do that well. Um, but once I found the spinner shots and I found the shots that I needed, it was like, <laughs> I mean, I must have played you know, three minutes on one ball at least, four minutes maybe. Wow, nice. Now, it was pretty, uh, set up pretty hard. It was a kind of steep slope and all that stuff and outpost. Oh, yeah, and, I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean, all the, all those games are set up are, are set up hard. You know it looked brutal uh, during your, um, the finals of the, uh, what do they call the big tournament at the end there? What's the world championship tournament that you, uh, right, right. I, I, I was watching that at midnight. It was, I was like, uh, cheering for you at the end especially that that tomcat f14 tomcat that looked really tough that game oh yeah tough. it was it was playing super fast um <clears throat> it seemed like if the ball bounced on the metal on the right out lane it was always going down the right out lane wow it was it was brutal yeah and uh tell me about the the other game there that there was you were doing really well on i don't know you were like Head and shoulders above everybody else. I forget what ball was on, ball one or ball two, but the game had a major malfunction, or I don't know, or it could be considered a major malfunction, but but they actually, the, the techs there did a wonderful job uh, taking a, an impossible situation and, and doing a live repair on it. Uh, it uh, that was great. Right. What game was that? So, that? That was another one of my favorite games, Diner. And uh, a piece of plastic got caught in the saucer at the top. So they opened up the game, but they couldn't get to the they couldn't get to the saucer because the ramp and the cup was in the way, and they were very close to calling the game, and I would have had to start over another game. And I started that game with five million on the first ball, um, a two and a half million cup bonus, which was ridiculous, and uh, you know everyone else had I think a hundred and something thousand, five hundred thousand, and like a million something. Well, the person that saved the day was Josh Sharp. He came over and he said, don't worry, Eric, you know, we're, we're, we're going to try to get this. And he said, we're going to attack it from underneath the play field and we're going to unscrew where the, where the saucer is. And that's actually how they got the piece of plastic out. So that, I think, could have possibly saved me. Um, and we played the game on and I wound up with, you know, eight and a half million and which was head and shoulders on that game, you know, above the rest. 
That's awesome because a lot of times in the past, and, and you're not the only player, but other players, uh, they'll get some kind of weird malfunction or something like that, and they're and they're doing really well, and there's something that they can't fix. And uh, I'm sure you've been there before too, and it's like you know you got to suck it up and and move on. But but it sucks. They work so hard for a score, and the game gets messed up. And you know it's nice that uh, you know once in a while that you know these things go in your favor a little bit that they actually will, will fix something like that. And you know, cause it doesn't happen all the time that they actually can do that, which is great. You know, it worked out. Yeah, and and that's happened, you know, several times to me. Um, and I, you know, I thought, no, not in the finals of the world championship, please. Yeah, yeah. I, and I'm, the fact that you know, it wasn't really, <laughs> it wasn't really a major malfunction. It was just the fact that a piece of plastic got stuck somewhere. Yeah, all exactly. The, all, you, all you had to do was get the plastic out, and the game was going to play just fine. Right, right. It wasn't like you know a, a chip blew or something like that, and you need board repair. Right. It was more like this, this thing was lodged in there. But how do we get in there to fix it in a, in a reasonable amount of time? And um, who was the guy that uh, he's a really good player who was a tech that um, that did that? Um, uh, well, Jim Belcito. Yeah, him. Yeah. Um, yep, he did it. He, I, think. Uh, I don't know if Carl D'Angelo came over. About uh, Bob, Bob Matthews was over there, but. Um, you know, everybody everybody worked hard to preserve the game. And, you know, I, I thank Josh personally, you know, afterward because, you know, he was really looking out for the integrity. And, you know, he said that he'll do he'll do anything to preserve a game once it's once it's started and everybody's completed at least one ball. Yeah, it makes sense. No, it's definitely kudos yeah, on him. That's right. very nice. So, I mean yeah. I, yeah, I've got a lot of respect for him and you know, I'm I'm very much appreciative of of that, because because right before he came over, you know, the talk was, uh-oh, are we going to pull this or not? Right, and I'm sure you'd be the same way if the, you know another player was like had, you know, had your score and you had some other player's score and they're leaps and bounds ahead. I, I think it'd only be fair for anyone to have that chance that if they're that far ahead, I, I'd feel really crappy. That other, even though the competition, you know, you're still all in it together. You're all kind of friends in this thing, and you know you. You know how it's like camaraderie in there. They're your competition. Yeah, he didn't just do it for me. He did it. He would have done that for anybody. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's very cool. That very good. So. Good call on that one. So what other um, what other things went on there? There were any kind of um, uh, like I, I want to re rewatch the whole thing because I missed a couple games in there because I got home late that night to get uh, to watch all the grip and drama, but. Uh, I did see the diner thing. I did see the F-14 Tomcat thing at the end. And uh, there's a lot of really good play and um, amazing saves and um, uh, just some really top-notch play going on, you know, yours included, of right. course. And, and this is your – so this is your first um, – and they were, I think they were talking about you on the thing, you know, uh, world championship. If you get this, you're the world champion. And some – some of the guys are saying, "Yeah, let's we'll see if he can do it." Is this will be a world championship for him? And I wasn't—I didn't know that this was actually a world championship tourney. Is this like the first time that it is a world championship tournament? This this tournament here? Oh well, yeah, yeah. This basically replaced the Papa World Championships. Okay. Now how? Well, now this is technically a Papa World Championship, but now they're they're calling it the Open because it's not at the Papa facility. Okay, so walk us through um, now what happened with with Papa being the World Championship headquarters. How come that changed, and why is it over here now? Um, I'm not really sure. Uh, I, I don't know if, if the guy who leased the building, um, or, or, or if he sold the building, you know, it, it had to do with the fact that um, where the Papa Worlds were held, the, I think the last one was 2017 when Escher won. Um, you know, something happened to where. They didn't have that building anymore. Whether the guy sold it, I, I don't know the details. Um, and so, that's, I, I believe that's why the Papa Worlds um, stopped after 2017. So, because Indisc has so many games, you know, they just kind of took over like, hey, you know what, we have the facility and the space for all these people, so we're going to hold what used to be the Papa World, and we're just going to call it the Open World Championship, where anybody can come in. So how does it work out? So for, for your caliber of player, the Keith Ellens of the world, and so forth, um, is there a special spot held for you guys to when there's going to be a World Championship somewhere? Do they reserve a spot for you to make sure you get in and you don't get, uh, get nudged out by everybody else clamoring to get a ticket to get in? Or does it work no. like that or no? No. I mean, 
a it's a three day qualifying event, so you've got plenty of time. You know what I mean? Uh, you know there were three hundred and seventeen people there, I believe. So and, there's no there's know, no cu- there's no cutoff to, to, there's no cut of how many players we can have in this kind of thing. It's nope, okay. not at all. Okay. Nope. This is this is open to everybody. Wow. That's that's amazing because because I know when uh, when Papa no it was maybe it's Pinburg what's what's the one that they do in uh, that we're doing in Pennsylvania for for the classics and so forth they only wanted so many people because there were so many people trying to get in they had like um, they had to cut it off at a certain amount a certain number like four hundred people or five hundred people something like that so uh, I wasn't yeah, sure I don't know I mean that might be Pinburg now now it's a thousand people okay. So, so yeah. there is, so there is a cutoff. Like, so for classics at this one out in California, is there a cutoff for how many people can be in classics? No, no. no there were both days. There were over two hundred. Okay. And uh, Bob Matthews was saying that it was probably the biggest classics tournament ever, ever held with the, with the most amount of people. Wow. And Saturday beat Friday, <clears throat> so you know, I can say I won the biggest classics tournament, people wise that there's ever been that we know of now hold on now i wasn't out there playing against you so you know you gotta you know <laughs> <laughs> well you probably would have got either two or three tickets and that's how okay. some of the lines were <laughs> 10 people deep 45 minutes to play a classic game wow okay okay and, and you got your um how the classics thing go so you, there's like a bank you get to pick a bank of four or something like that or or how did that uh how'd that work yeah yeah i mean it, it's a ticket system you you pick four games, and however well you do on those four games in a row goes on one ticket. So it's it's the hardest way to qualify. Yeah, because you actually had to th- if you go out of the four games, you did really good on three, and one you tanked on, you got to throw that ticket out typically, right? You got to be good at right. anything. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you won't make it. Yeah, that's exactly it. Okay, boy, that's they that's, that's rough. That'd be very rough. Wow. <laughs> Yikes. Huh. Yeah, I'll have to, uh, I don't know, I, I haven't, I've done the old, you know, local competitions, that kind of thing, it's fun, it's almost like with, um, it's a different level, you know, playing with you guys out there, you need a certain level of concentration, you got, you're under the pressure, you got all the adrenaline going, and it's a different, uh, it's a different game than playing, uh, you know, friendly competition, you know, you get a lot of pressure on you, so when you guys can do that, uh, and tune everything out and just kind of focus on the game and just uh, block everything out. That's a special skill to have. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I mean, you got 200 people that are breathing down your neck waiting to play. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yep. So, I mean, time is the biggest pressure because you don't have much of it. It's only seven and a half hours of qualifying. And if some games are taking 30 to 45 minutes to play one game in line, you don't really have much time in order to, to complete tickets, you know? So you so well on the classic stuff you pro, it's probably better because those are quick games versus the other games are longer right the old, old right but, but the line for the main tournament never seemed as long as the classics line because people were spacing out when they were qualifying for the main tournament but the classics is only seven and a half hours <laughs> so everybody was just trying to jumble in Friday and Saturday into the classics for seven and a half hours. And it made those lines just crazy. Okay. So the main tournament, you it had a mixture of everything, old and new or mostly newer stuff or 90s stuff? Oh, no. <clears throat> old and new. Uh, the only Sterns it had were Jurassic Park and Black Knight, and it also had the Alice Cooper from Spooky. Other than that, everything else, oh, no, there was uh, Sopranos was in there, too. That's, a, I think, a 2000 Stern. But other than that, everything else was... Um, 90s uh, and some 80s games. So and uh, one game from the 70s. <coughs> what was the 70s game? Do you remember? Was it XO? Uh, it was it was Viking, but because mm. Keith Elwood won the tournament, he could take one game out of the classics and put it, substitute it in the main. So he took out Viking and put in Wizard, which was great for me because Wizard was one of the games that I loved. Yeah, well, of course, you growing up with your Captain Fantastic, you know, and playing that, it's kind of, you know, sort of the same kind of bally old school feel. Right. Which is yeah, nice. Yeah, exactly, yeah. That's great. Oh, and uh, so I was talking to, um, you know, I've been, uh, I, I just had a, as you know, I just did this um, this interview with Chronicle in Boston. And, uh, I saw. 
yeah, I, I, I loved how it came out. I got a lot of good kudos on it, and uh, it was fun. I'm, I'm glad you got to see it, too. Um, I got a call from a guy who, who saw the Superman game in that, in that interview, and he called me up, and he, um, he actually bought the Superman from Funning Games years ago, and his, his uh, parents sold it on him. And so he called me up and said, I really want that game. I want that game back. And so he knows I can, uh, I'm going to make him one. So uh, I have an extra one that I'm going to do up for him eventually. But, uh, and I was thinking, okay, Superman game. And I'm thinking, you know, did you ever play Superman in a, uh, in a tournament format? Like one of these big tournaments. I never, I've never seen like an Atari pin played in, in a tournament, like one of these big tournaments. You said you have, though? Um, yeah, I don't know if it was in a big tournament. I know I played it at somebody's house in a, in a tournament before a couple times. Okay, but not like one of these big ones. I like a Papa or this IE one. I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so. Not that I remember. So I, but I, I love the game. Yeah, it's a great game. I, I think it might be because you know the the Atari stuff is uh, not a lot of them out. You know, not a lot of them out there. Let's say, and and the people to that work on them, not many maybe as experienced to work on the Atari stuff, and maybe they're kind of afraid of it going down in the middle of a tournament. Can they get it back up again or whatever? Maybe something like that. I don't know. But, um, but it'd be good to see or, something. Yeah, or it might just be so rare, you know, that they can't get their hands on one. Yeah, it could be. I think I think they made, I want to say like 5,000 of them, somewhere around there. Um, it, it wasn't like super rare, but it's um, it's not, uh, you know, I, I basically, I, I have like, I think I have two or three of them at last count, but I've been hunting them for, for years now. I just pick them up whenever I can find one. But, um yeah, I'll, I'll be I'll be restoring one up for myself and this customer and over the next year or so. So you get you get a chance to take me on that game and uh, <laughs> good. Yeah, <laughs> we'll we'll play for pink slips or something. Oh, um, good. Yeah. We'll, so we'll play for iced tea. We'll play for iced tea. Yes, definitely, <laughs> definitely. So you better stock up. Right. <laughs> I know, I'm kidding. You do like your iced tea. <laughs> oh yeah, you know that. So what other so what are the, any other highlights of this um, of the tournament that uh, you know besides the, the diner drama and the uh, the F fourteen wonderful thing at the end there that uh, that great performance you had there. I mean, I, you know, I, I beat a lot of good players. Um, you know, Keith Allen was in my in my round of sixteen, and, and I had to play Jurassic Park and Black Knight, and I had a really good comeback on Black Knight. I had six million going into the last ball and. Um, I pulled off about 98 million, and that put me in, in second place um, uh, over Keith and Joe and Jurassic Park. Uh, I had two multi balls. I didn't really do much with them, but you know, I, I had well over 100 million, and that was good enough to take first place. And you know, the rounds were six six one one after two games, and I had already advanced with um, a guy named Ollie. I think he's from Holland, maybe he's from Germany, um, somewhere in Europe, I believe, <clears throat> and, uh, you know, we played on uh, Indy 500, and I wound up winning that, so I had 10 points in that round, and then and then the next round, I, I had to play against Escher, who, w w you know, he won the the, the last Papa World, and, um, you know, he he didn't quite, didn't quite make it, he lost the tiebreaker to Andre Masenkoff. So it was me and Andre and Colin, and, and Colin won it last year in Indisc. Andre was the one that knocked me out of the top four in Pinburg a couple of years ago on a tiebreaker. So, you know, I <laughs> I knocked out some pretty good guys. Well, especially with with, Ju with Jurassic Park, you know, with with uh, with Keith creating that game, you know, and you right. and you you taken, you know, I don't know, did you take him to school on it, or you guys were pretty close on that one? No. Keith had, he, he just, you know, he had a couple bad balls. I don't even think he had 15 or 20 million okay. on the game. That can happen. Um, but, you know, I, I was kind of watching what he was shooting for. I, I was trying to, you know, since he knows the game, I was trying to kind of copy what he was doing. Oh, good idea. Because um, you, 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 know, you haven't had much experience I, I, in that game, or you haven't had much time on that game yourself? I've never, I've never played the LE before. Okay. Um, and and I, I, I hadn't played it with the last couple code updates. So, you know, I, I knew the main gist of the multi-balls, but I didn't really know, like, the changes in the code. <clears throat> so I, I figured if I could just, you know, get the multi-balls, I could get something going. And they weren't pretty, but, you know, it, it was enough to, you know, it was enough to give me a pretty comfortable score. Uh, let me see. If, I got a guy here. 
Arnie, you ready to go or what? What do you think, Arnie? Come on. Wait. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. All right. We're holding on, Arnie. We'll, we'll wait for you. All right. That was, that was Arnie. Arnie Schwarzenegger here. He's, uh, he's indisposed. He'll get back to us. <laughs> Terminator 2. Terminator 2. I don't know. What do you think, Arnie? Is that right? Don't give me that crap. All right, Arnie. Won't give me that crap. We'll, we'll, we'll Love the game. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he, he's something. Something about... Something, what do you think? The, the, the helicopter? Was it a helicopter, Arnie? What was it? The, the, the chopper. That's right. That's Rescue right. Rescue 911. Rescue 911. There you go. <laughs> Get to the chopper. He's the best. You know, Ar- Arnie's always very friendly when you when you come up to to say hello. He he says, Arnie, what do you say? Nice to meet you. He says, Nice to meet you. Exactly. <laughs> He's a good guy. He also. Man, you got ce- you got celebrities over there. I do. I get celebrities over here. Uh... You know, and I gotta meet him someday. You, you should. He's he's a good guy. You know, he's uh, yep. very very affectionate. I I don't. <laughs> Arnie, what time do you call me? Something sometimes it's kind of a little weird. Hello, cutie pie. Yeah, that cutie pie. I don't know where you're going with that, dude, but <laughs> it's a little strange. He knows what you like to hear. Uh, maybe he does. You know, sometimes he gets he gets a little uh, a little too I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> a little too friendly. Huh? A little too friendly. A little too friendly. Sometimes he, you know, calls me honey. Hi, honey. How are you? Yeah, that kind of stuff. You know. Uh, Maureen's gonna get jealous. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, that's it. I need to speak to my wife. No, your wife ain't here. Could you get her on the phone, please? No, no. I'm busy with an interview right now with Eric Stone, the world champion. All right, so you need to, you know, settle down. I'll call you back. Yeah, call me back later, dude. Yes, yeah, we're talking here. <laughs> hasta la vista baby Arnie knows that pretty well Arnie what's your what's your favorite line there do you do something immediately no that's not the line no no just do what I tell you no I'm not doing anything you tell me and I don't care if you work alone or not I work alone I know that I know you do <laughs> you're crazy <laughs> He's he's funny. He's he's a he's a cut up that guy. I don't know. <laughs> Tell all the listeners uh, what happens after one a.m. Right? <laughs> after one a.m. After one a.m., Doctor Dave gets a little crazy. That's true. I do get a little crazy, don't I? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I get I get a little uh, a little crazy, you know, a little. You drunk? No, hey, language. That's not nice, Arnie. Bad, Arnie. Bad. Hey, yeah, he's, he's talking like me when I'm having a bad game. <laughs> Very bad. Arnie, that wasn't nice at all. Can you, you know. Pissed off! Yeah, I know you're pissed off, but settle down, dude. Come on. This is for, you know, little kids listen to this. Little kids listen to you. So, <laughs> so you know. Dinosaurs! That's better. Dinosaurs, little kids like dinosaurs. So that's better. <laughs> he's, uh, he's something else, man. He's, he's a, little, a little crazy. He's crazy, but uh, yeah. So that's uh, that's an awesome, awesome achievement you did there, and uh, yeah. and I'm glad George actually surprised you out there. He actually he was going to go there and do a little business, a little pleasure. He decided to show up at the. Sh- he wasn't. He didn't know you were even going to be out there. You guys just kind of bumped into each other and said at almost at the same time, "Hey, what are you doing here?" You know. And uh, did well, you? I, yeah, I, I saw his pinball asylum shirt, and so. I'm like, man, that looks like George. And so I patted him on the back, and it was. And, uh, you know, he, he stayed all day on uh, Friday through, throughout the Classics Finals. <laughs> and then he left uh, <clears throat> He left when I was in the top eight in the uh, day, day two, and then I didn't see him at all after that. So he, so which, he saw which one? He saw the, um, he only saw, he saw day one. He saw day one, okay. On Friday. So that's Classics but, but one. He, and he, and he was there until the top eight of day two. Okay, okay, got it. Okay. So, okay. then I didn't see him after that. That was it. What's the next uh, next pinball thing you're going to, or do you know yet? Well, a state tournament on Saturday. Okay. And, uh, you know, hopefully we can win that and uh, go to Denver and be in the Nationals. Nice, Denver. That sounds good. Yeah. That sounds really good. So, 
We'll okay. see. We'll and, see what God has in store. And then, yeah, exactly. Well, so yeah. so far, I, I think you're uh, you're you're in touch with the big man upstairs because uh, you must be <laughs> you're doing something right, you know. Yeah. I, I try, you know what I mean. Providence is shining on you, which is very nice. Yeah. Yep. Amen to that. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> nice. It's good. Good to have a good to have a thankful spirit and so forth. I think it uh, it pays off, you know. Yeah. Yeah. In the long run. Yep. Definitely. But uh, for Arnie over here, he's not thankful. He's just uh, he, he gets a little angry <laughs> at night. So I got I got to put him uh, put him out the door. <laughs> Freaking Arnie. But we will. But um, <laughs> are you going to uh, Pintastic? Oh yeah, I'll be doing my seminar there. Yep. Okay. Okay. Is it so? It's uh, how to play pinball kind of seminar. Is that yeah, the, yeah, kind of like tips and tricks, you know. Yeah. Okay. Just to you know, give people, let people know that it's more than just you know flipping the ball, flipping the flippers, and there's a strategy, and uh, you know different ways to control the ball and maybe help people get a little higher scores. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I find especially when you play, I found, you know, over the, as a very decent player back in the day in, an arc, in the arcade, you know, winning free games and did, did pretty well and had my stuff, but I uh, greatly increased my, my flipper toolbox by, by hanging with other players that, you know, you know, really good players and got to watch what they did, you know, like yourself and saying, Oh wow, I didn't know you could do that. You know? And, uh, yeah. e even watching these tournaments, um, and watching people tip the ball over and do some kind of some tap pass that, that I didn't think was possible. It's like, oh, I didn't know you could do that. It's, I got to try the next time, you know? And so there's yeah. always little, little tricks that you learn, you know, it's like, I, I wonder if people are actually, you know, Picking that stuff on the fly, they say, and they just try something on the, and just and it worked out, and they say, "Oh, I, I'm going to try to repeat that and do that again later." Um, I was wondering how, like people like yourself, come up with these, um, you know, your skill set, your your flipper, your flipper skill set. You just kind of try different things and see what works over the years, or how did you? Uh... Yeah, I mean, you know, many of these things I did when I was a kid, before I even knew that <laughs> there were names to catching balls and tipping balls and chatsing and all that. I mean, I, I was doing that when I was a kid and a teenager. Um, high speed was a really good example. I would always chats the in lane, try to get the freeway value up to an extra ball <laughs> so I could just play the game forever. And, um, you know, I didn't know it was called a shats. So I, wait a minute, wait, you, you were shotsing before it was actually called shotsing. You What's were, that? you were stoning actually. <laughs> <laughs> Because the whole shots yeah, and, thing came and, out later. Um, as I got to play in the classic tournaments, I got to see that when when you can't post trap uh, post pass like a game like Wizard, you can't post pass the ball. I, I shots pass the ball, and um, you know I, I thought, oh, that's interesting. So a lot of balls that a lot of games rather that have spinners that are lucrative. I just shats the ball back and forth. Hocus Pocus is another one. Oh, Gorgar. If, Remember Gorgar, you do oh, that yeah. too. Well, well, Gorgar, you shats because the in-lanes eventually get the snake going for 50000 and also add to your bonus. Uh, Space Lab is another game that you can shats on. Every time you hit the lit in-lane, it spots one of your letters in Space Lab for 3,000 points. Plus, you're getting 1,000 points up and down. So it's a, it's you know could be eight thousand points every time you shats, and on Space Lab that's eight thousand points is pretty big. I remember so years ago when I was playing Eight Ball Deluxe in the Funny Games Arcade, you know, in the uh, in the early eighties, and I, was, I, w I could rock that game just win just win game after game after game. It paid off in specials, and I would actually have a technique where I could walk the ball back up the left and right out lane, just like shake it just right to oscillate and bring it right back. And I, I do that pretty easily, pretty regularly, no problem. And then, you know, over, over the years, I've had, I, had a, I had a league over here, Classic League and so forth, and I would do that on mine, and uh, someone would say, oh, wow, you're, you're doing a Bowen. I go, doing a what? Oh, I saw Bowen do that. It's like, no, I, I think I did this first years ago, so I'm doing a Dr. <laughs> Dave, dude. <laughs> so just yeah, like you were like doing, doing that. Yeah. 
Yeah, so I guess it's all who who who, who saw it do it first, and you're kind of going to call it that name, but not necessarily the, the person that did it first. Well, you know? I mean, as long as as long as whoever whatever you're doing works. Yeah, exactly. And, and whatever you're doing causes you to win. Yep. Then you know, like when I was a kid, I had no idea what anything was called. It just, I just, you know, I did what I knew to do to control the ball and get it to where I wanted to and make the shots and, you know, get high scores. You know what I really enjoy doing these days, and I, I never did it as a kid, but doing, um, uh, what's it What's it called? Is it a trap? No, actually, no, that's another thing I, I watched you guys do is that trap. The ball comes down and you stop it dead, I think, in, in an up. The flipper's in up position or something like that. Or either that or you hit it really quick and the ball bounces against the kicking rubber and stops dead on the flipper. Versus, ver- yeah. versus when the ball – what do you call when the ball comes down really hard and you, and you a flipper catch, catch with your flipper, and the ball just stops dead on the end of your yeah, flipper? Yeah, it, it, might, it might be called a live catch, I think. Okay. Because I love doing Again, that. I, I didn't even know the names of these things when I was doing it when I was a kid. Because I didn't do it when I was a kid. That that whole when the ball comes rocketing down, your flipper's up, and you when the ball hits your flipper, you let go of it and it slows the ball right. down so it stops dead on your flipper. And then you can take your shot when the ball's dead on your flipper. I love yeah, I love yeah. doing that. Very rewarding. The other one is oh, tough yeah. to do, and I don't know if you do it. Is the um, uh, was it? Uh, it's like a live uh, t- a tap pass, like a live tap pass, meaning so the ball's coming in the uh, in lane to your flipper as it's rolling through. You you tap it as it's rolling quickly through, but that's kind of a little more dangerous. I don't know if you do that too much. Well, what I like to do is <laughs> I like to wait until the ball's rolling on the flipper uh, to the very very tip of the flipper, and right before the ball's going to get on the middle, you flip it really quickly and it just taps the ball a little bit over to the other side. Oh wow! Uh, so you're multi, you're actually in multi ball. I do that a lot. If I have two balls cradled, yeah, and a third ball goes down the in lane, it will push the closest ball to the very tip of the flipper. Yeah, and right right as the ball is about ready to fall off the flipper down the middle, mm. you just quickly hit the flipper and it pushes it over to the other flipper. I saw you do that. I saw that. That looked that was awesome. I say like, I, I got to try that one. <laughs> I, yeah, I love doing that. That that's fun, yeah. The, the whole multi ball thing when you get the multi, you're cradling two balls and getting the other ball going and use just having to flip her up and just keep holding those balls there while you kind of zipping the other ball wherever you want it to go. That that's very rewarding, you know. You can just you know, yeah. especially in a game like in um, let's say Fathom, where you're getting three times play field score values when three balls are out, uh, right. and then hit that spinner for five thousand, but now it's fifteen thousand a spin. That can add up pretty <laughs> darn quick. Oh yeah. What, what's, yeah, your high, I mean, what's your high score on my Fathom, by the way? What did you get, 15 million on my Fathom? Something, or 21? Uh, I don't know what I got on yours. I know I get 18 million. Uh, that's my high. Um, yeah, I, I know I rolled yours. You definitely I rolled mine. Remember. Either you might have rolled I know, it twice. I, I don't know. I know your 8-ball deluxe I rolled twice. I remember getting 21 million on that game. Okay, show off. <laughs> and, I, and I think you wrote it down and put it inside the... Put it inside the game. I might have burned. <laughs> I might have burned that. I don't know. Yeah, you, yeah, you probably did. <laughs> and uh, and and Ali, I had I think two point nine million, and you said, "Well, I only saw you roll it once," and I said, "Well, I'm not going to lie, I rolled it twice." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I like giving you some, giving you crap. It's fun. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> well, we're uh, we're at the, the forty, almost forty-four minute mark. So, um, any uh, anything else? I think it was a. Nice little uh, walk through uh, walk through tournament lane here, and uh, any victory laps to do because again, very very congratulations, great achievement. Um, Thanks. You know, yeah. What does this make you for um, the the uh, the the, the uh, what's it the world champion scores or what's it called the um, the number oh, you what the number ranking? yeah ranking yes. Uh, well, right now I'm number eleven. Okay. And this will this will put me over a thousand points. According to what Bob Matthews says, and he's you know pretty good you know with numbers, so uh, it should put me right where I left off when I started working uh, at, at Fox down here in third place. Wow, that's great! What a great comeback! Yeah, yeah. yeah. So can you keep doing this um, then? Can you keep like all of a sudden you for a while you couldn't do pinball because you were over uh, tournament stuff because you had s- such an intensive. Uh, work schedule and you couldn't really do it but um you, you freed up a little bit to actually get the stuff done or how do you wind I'm, up I'm still 
I'm still working on the weekend. Okay. So it, it's still going to be very difficult to get to a lot of events. Um, I managed to get the four circuit events last year, and I averaged I averaged over uh, around 40, 44 points maybe per event. And so um, I'll be in the circuit finals in Chicago uh, in March. So uh, this year, if I can get to more circuit events, that would be nice. But uh, I don't think it's going to be much more than four. Um, the the points that I'm going to get from Indisc, people are saying it's going to be over 130 points, which is huge. It's, it's like a pinberg, you know? Okay. So um, the cut to make the circuit finals was like 170-something. And if I already have 130, you know, I'm well on my way to making the circuit finals next year. But in, in order to become, you know, in order to try to become number one in the world, you know, I, I'm still 130 points off. I would have to, I would have to win the world championship in Fort Myers, Pintastic, Pinburg, and just maybe with those three, I would be close. You know what I'm saying? Mm, okay. But, you know, like I, I would have to pretty much win whatever whatever tournaments I played this year to have a chance because I'm just not going to get the time from work, you know, to be able to go. Well, it's, it's amazing you're, uh, again, uh, Providence is uh, shining and you get this the timing just right to get this stuff done. It, it's great, you know. Well, you know, like I told other people, I had a feeling, and I believe, you know, the feeling was from God in November, that, that I, I should go to Indisc. And I kept I kept making excuses saying, well, it's going to cost me $1,000. It's far away. And then I was blessed with winning, you know, the classics in the main in uh, Free Play Florida, and that, that was 3200 bucks. Yeah. Um, nice. And, and so it was like, all right, well, now you don't have an excuse. Right. Take, take 1000 of that. And, you know, you just keep having that nagging feeling that you need to do it. So I'm like, you know what? I'll I'll listen to the I'll listen to whatever I yeah. feel, you know, that that's nagging me to go to Indisc, and we'll see what happens. It's a little voice inside. And boy, the little voice inside telling you. I saw what happened, you know. Yep. Wow. Yeah, and uh, you know, like I said, I, I was you know telling Jeff Teolis in the interview. I said, you know, I, I said I didn't even want to come out here to California, but. I just had that feeling, and I just said, "Thank God that I went with that feeling," because I would, I, ne I never would have known what I missed if I didn't go. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yep. Exactly. It's good. It's a good so, thing you listened. Good thing you, uh, you know, do what you're supposed to do. You know, get out there and, right. and uh, use your talent, and uh, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I've got the biggest title in pinball. I think you know. I don't think you can. I don't think you can get much better than the world champion. Yeah, cause so when they do one of these things out in, um, I don't know, overseas in Europe somewhere, so it's the same thing, but so it's a world championship once per year? or is it... No, no, the, what they do in Europe is the European championship. Okay. You, you've, got, <clears throat> you've got the world championship that is, that you need to be invited to go to. That's the one that's going to be in Fort Myers in May. That's IFPA. Okay. Then you've got the World Championship, which used to be Papa, and that's where anybody can go. And Indisc took over the Papa World Championship, so now Indisc is the open where anybody can go. So the only the only two World Championships are the two that have been going on for several years, and I believe the Papa World Championship started before IFPA. So the one that I just won now would technically be among the, the oldest world championship from the start date. If you call this the continuation of the Papa world. You know okay. What I'm yeah. Wow. So pretty cool. Pretty cool. <laughs> say the least. Pretty cool. I'm, I'm glad it's kind of come full circle. I'm glad, like, like you said, you know, we were talking about it years ago and, and I kept saying, you got to do it, dude. I just, I just knew I, I saw Elwin play, I actually played against Keith Elwin years ago i think it was in was it 2003 some early 2000s i was out at uh, california extreme and i think it was one of these uh 
poker tournaments um, that you play on pinball. Oh, right. You know, and, you know, so you're you're going all in or you're betting and all this kind of stuff. And he was in my group of four playing bl- the regular Black Knight, 1980 Black Knight or 81 Black Knight, uh, Williams game. And, uh, you know, he had a, a, a lousy ball. And then I was up and it's like, I didn't know who this guy was. And I said, you know what? I'm all in. He, I remember him looking at me. He said, you don't know who I am, do you? It's like, no, who are you? <laughs> then, <laughs> I found out. Really quick. <laughs> well, I, I was with you at that California Extreme, remember? Yeah, you were. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, so it was actually, you know what was there? Too? there. Neil, Neil Schatz was there, too. I played with Neil Schatz out there. Um, yep. Bone was out there, too. I remember, I think it was, uh, I might have I might have played Neil Schatz and Bowen on, uh, on Bow and Arrow. Because that was, that actually, uh, after playing Bow and Arrow, I didn't really know what kind of good game that was when I played it with them. I was like, "Wow, I gotta, I gotta buy this game someday." And like a couple years later, I found a nice one in Allentown and bought it. And uh, one of one of my favorite EMs to play is Bow and Arrow. It's a great game. Yeah, that is a fun game. Did you play Especially my- if the feed if the feed off the saucer is good? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that <laughs> and that that game is all about the feed off the saucer because if it's um, it all depends on where your bonus is too. The the saucer bonus, right? If it's at five, six, or seven thousand, the ball will have a different kind of strength coming out of there. Versus like the one thousand or ten thousand, so you got to know where your bonus is and how much strength that thing's going to kick out at you. It's kind of, it's a quirk of the game. I don't think the engineering designed it that way, but it's kind of unique how it, it does that. It's it's uh, right. sort of thing. Yep. So uh, I should probably sign off. Anything you want to say for uh, for a sign off uh, slogan or anything? Slogan? Uh, um, I don't really know. It's one a.m. and Getting a little, getting a little sleepy. I just got out of work. Uh, <laughs> just keep the. How about keep the faith? Keep the faith. That's that's good. I like it. I you like know, that. Yeah. I like that. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna go with my usual. Uh, everyone have a blessed day, and yep. be grateful. Amen. Amen.